Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All Bills, all the time. And now Matt Bovey and Sal Capaccio are going really deep. Talking Bills all year long. Because it's always game day in Buffalo. So, I'm not surprised that they did not do a deal for Kyrie Elam. Because it feels like right now there is not value there. Now, I said at the beginning of the podcast, Jalen Johnson would have been like the, well, Patrick Sertan would have been like the absolute pipe dream. And then Jalen Johnson was like the, hey, that would be amazing. And then Rasul Douglas says, hey, this is still a really good addition. If you were going to get any of these guys and Kyer Elam was the sweetener in the deal, then I would have absolutely said, yes, that makes sense. You do it, especially with like Jalen Johnson, Mm -hmm. like Jalen Johnson. It sounds like the price was, I mean, if the bills gave a third for Rasul Douglas or a second and something else. So sorry, man, I didn't interrupt you. On my end, you froze for a second there. You said if they were, if they were to give up Kyrie Elam and something else for, for Johnson, go ahead. Yeah. I was just basically saying like they gave up a third for Rasul Douglas, which means you would imagine the asking price is probably for Jalen Johnson at yeah. least a second, maybe a second and something. And I was like, okay, maybe that's an easier sell if you're trying to make a deal with the Bears and Poles. And you're like, hey, we'll give you a third, but we'll also give you this guy who we drafted in the first round a year ago at the position that you are losing, and you can try and revive his career. But it didn't feel like any of that was happening. And I'm not in the – I don't think it's smart to trade him for a sixth-round pick or a seventh-round pick. I mean, Brandon – all the time brings up Wyatt Teller. 
I do not think Kyrie Elam is going to turn into the level of player Wyatt Teller is, or even close to it, but he still talks about giving up on him a little bit too early. Mm -hmm. And at this point, what difference does it make? He's on your roster. He's inactive. You keep him for another summer, and then next year you really have to figure out what you're going to do. Right, because you never know. Maybe he actually does figure it out. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case, and chances are against it, but you never know. I agree with everything you said, and I'll add that I think the Bills just have a vested interest in wanting that to happen. They don't mm -hmm. want to move on for a first-round pick that early. They'd love for this kid to work out. They love everything about Kyrie Elam, from his work ethic to how great of a person he is, but he just hasn't figured it out yet. He hasn't figured out the scheme, obviously. He hasn't figured out the system. He's just whatever the reason is. He's not in the field, but I think the Bills are very interested in seeing that through and hoping that it can happen. That doesn't mean that it will. Chances are right now it won't, and he's buried right now on the depth chart. So he'll probably – now, look, going back to being surprised, I thought they might move him. I'm not surprised they didn't. Uh -huh. I wouldn't have been surprised if they did. To me, it was, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if they're calling on teams, seeing what they could get. But I agree with you that there's no way you're getting proper value right now for what you think proper value is for Kyrie Elam. They were not going to make a Boogie Basham trade here for Kyrie Elam. They're no. not going to trade him away, a second-round pick, Boogie Basham, to swap fifths and sixths. Right? That just no. wasn't going to happen. This is too, to me, valuable to them of a player on what he still can be going forward. And let's hope that happens. Chances are probably against it. We brought mm -hmm. up Tredavious White earlier. I wonder what Tredavious White's future is. I think he'll come back. I think he'll play. None of us actually knows you know, how to what level. He was playing at a really good level, I thought, this year. The Bills were using him to travel around with other teams' number one mm -hmm. wide receivers. but. Now you have Russell Douglas here. They're the same age, same draft class, like I said. They're both just short of the age of 30. Um, I, I wonder how it all looks big picture. Now, granted, it's down the road. We don't need to discuss a lot of this right now. But it is a little bit of insurance with Tredavious White's injury to see where he is on his rehab as well. I think their plan going into this year was Tredavious White and Kyrie Elam. And that fell apart quickly because of what Kyrie Elam did on the field and the really unfortunate injury for Tredavious White. I think right now, who knows how it plays out? Their plan for next year is Rasul Douglas and Christian Benford. And if Trey works out, then it's a pleasant surprise. But they're going to have to get to that point because they can save a ton of money if they part ways with Tredavious White. And it's such a weird thing to talk about. He is the heart and soul of that defense. He was playing really, really well, but they're going to need to figure out the money. It's not unlimited. Eventually, you have to make these difficult decisions, and they're going to have to figure out what do they do with Tredavious White? What do they do with Dawson Knox? What do they do with these guys? Like, do you want to keep Leonard Floyd? Do you want to bring Daquan Jones back? Okay, well, guess what? Those guys are going to cost money, and you do not have an unlimited amount of it. You can only do so many things to restructure the salary cap, so there's going to be a difficult decision made. I agree with you. I think Tredavious White is going to play, and I think he's going to play again for the Bills at some point next year. But knowing how long the rehab took the first time he had the injury, there's a whole year, Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving. This happened week four. So I would say your best-case scenario is that he's out on the field for week five, week six, week seven. I would imagine, you know, I'm no doctor, but I would imagine the second injury probably takes a little bit longer to rehab from than the first injury. So I, I don't know. I just think that right now I would imagine their plan, assuming Douglas works out, is that it's Russell Douglas and that it's Christian Benford and then 
You know, another name that was thrown out there today that didn't end up coming to fruition was Levi Wallace. If that doesn't end up working out in Pittsburgh, I'm sure they could get him on the phone and he could be cornerback three because he knows the system so well. So that's kind of why I like the move of Douglas so much, because I do think it also sets them up for what they can do next year. All right. Uh, Very quickly, I want to talk about the signing of Leonard Fournette. Are you surprised or in any way kind of disappointed, I guess, that they didn't add anywhere else, including the offense. I thought Harrison Phillips was going to be a Buffalo Bill again. I really did. I thought that it made sense for both sides, especially with the Kirk Cousins injury. And I know that they are not out of it by any stretch, especially in that division. But I don't know. I just kind of felt like it filled a need for the Bills that both sides could make it work. It's a really easy sell. I thought they were going to also add a defensive tackle. If it were me, if I was Brandon Bean, I would have added a corner and I would have added another complimentary offensive piece, probably a wide receiver. But when you look around the league, none of those guys got moved. Like Donovan Peoples-Jones is not somebody who I think you're doing backflips over if you're the Bills. What does he really bring you? So not surprised, but at the same time, happy that they made the move because I think that it was one that needed to be made for Douglas. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised nor banging the drum for a wide receiver. If they would have done it, fine. Mm-hmm. I think that the the answers on offense are more internal. I think they have the answers on offense in the room. We saw that last week, and I think the, the utilization, the way that they run the offense, the fact you have Josh Allen, I didn't need that to happen. And I also want to have a little buyer beware kind of caution. Remember last year they traded at the deadline for Naeem Hines? They couldn't get him on the field because it's so tough to learn the playbook and to play. I, I thought giving up an asset for somebody to come in, sure, you want to do it, that's fine. But to me, it was more the defensive side that had to be addressed because the answers aren't on the roster on defense. When you lose Daquan Jones, Matt Milano, uh-huh. and Travis White, a player like that at all three levels, you can't replace them with guys necessarily in-house. Not all three of them. you no. got to go out and find somebody. The one area I thought they would try to address is linebacker. I don't know if they did or not. But with what's going on with how they're not playing Dorian Williams now, they didn't last week, mm-hmm. the limited you know things that Tyrell Dodson can give you, the fact they're playing Jordan Poyer to dime and Will Linebacker, to me, it looked like maybe that's an area they want to go. They do like Dorian Williams a lot, but I, you know, right now we'll see if they trust him to be on the field as much. Yeah, for sure. Maybe their just plan is that in heavy sets, they'll have Tyrell Dodson, and then when they're using dime, Jordan Poyer is going to go there, and you're yep. going to have three safeties on the field, and you'll just figure it out. So... I don't know. I think that of the positions that they could have addressed, I thought linebacker would not have surprised me, but was also not nearly as big of a priority as corner, as defensive tackle, and for me, as wide receiver. You know, you you bring up a good point that there's nobody internally who can replace those guys, but my mindset since the injuries has always been don't even try, just lean into your offense because that's how you're going to win. And I know I've said that on the pod a lot. I know that's unrealistic, especially for a Sean McDermott coach defense. They want to, he wants this identity of the defense to be. No, no, let me let me stop you. Hold on. I, I don't think it's unrealistic. I don't agree, disagree with you. I think at what point though, do you have to stop saying, okay, leaning on your offense? Your defense has to be able to stop people at some point. You can't, yeah. Hey, go out there and score 40 or else you didn't do your job. Then it's on the defense. I mean, this is a great question of why did the Eagles lose the Super Bowl last year? Because their defense was awesome, and then they got to the Super Bowl, and they gave up 38 points. So was their defense really that important? Because if their offense was a little bit better, then maybe they win. So I look yeah, at the last – I mean, I, mean, I look at the look at the Super Bowl. Look at, the, look at the teams that win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs' defense is – Better. I mean, I mean I know, not but- this year, but like the last several years, 
It was the Chiefs against the 49ers, and the 49ers had a great defense. And guess what? The Chiefs still won the Super Bowl. Then the next year, it was Tom Brady, and it was – It still goes back to my question. At what point, though, Matt, would you say, all right, look, it's – all right, the defense has to do a little better job here. I think I – mean, the, the, offense, I, the offense is scoring 24, 25, 30 points a game. I just think it's – I think, the, last I think week. the Patriots game – I think the Patriots game is a perfect microcosm of the entire conversation because you can look at the Patriots game and you can see that the offense only scored 25 points and say it's the offense's fault, but also say, what the heck? Mac Jones got the ball back with two minutes left and you let him march down the field and score. So I think that you can kind of pull the conversation or the argument in any direction that you're trying to go. I just think that and this is me. This is not how they feel. They, I guarantee you they do not feel the same way. But if Matt Bovey was running the Bills, I would have been all in on the offense, and I would have said, defense, okay, we'll figure it out. But that's clearly not what they're doing, and Sean McDermott is the head coach of this team, and he will always, probably to a fault at sometimes, lean into his defense and trust his defense more than I think he even should at times. Because he always, it's the same reason they got super conservative against the Bucs. And I didn't have any issue with that because I thought that you were controlling the game. But it's the same reason he's punting because he trusts the defense. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the game, everybody's like, well, if you just went for it on fourth down, we wouldn't be in this mess, which is true. But that also shows how much they trust the defense. So it does not surprise me that they're trying to fix the defense. I would have just, you know, been very on board if they went out today, did not get Russell Douglas and went and got Mike Evans or Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton or Devontae Adams or DeAndre Hopkins. And none of those guys got moved. So it probably wasn't even a possibility. I like the Russell Douglas edition. I really do. I just thought you could make the argument that offense is just as important. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. By the way, it's not necessarily true. If they went for it on fourth down, they wouldn't be in that situation. They'd have to make it too. Yeah. Be, people, people just assume you're going to make it all the time. You're not always oh, going to yeah. make it. For, down, oh, right? absolutely. All right, absolutely. real quick. Uh, Leonard Fournette. So the Bills sign him to the practice squad. Replacement for Damian Harris, who's still on IR, still figuring mm -hmm. out what's going to happen there. Um, he is a very good pass protector. He's mm -hmm. very good out of the backfield. I don't want anybody taking any touches away from James Cook, but I don't think he has to. I think it goes back to what it was earlier in the year where James Cook was on the field for 40-something snaps and the other two were combining for about 25 to 30, which is fine. And James Cook was still getting most of the carries. That's what this feels like to me. I don't think it has to be, oh, my God, Leonard Fournette's eating into it. But I do think there's certain situations where maybe you'll want him on the field as opposed to the other two guys because he is such a good pass blocker and a pass catcher. Leonard Fournette. Uh, timestamp this 941 on Tuesday night of Halloween, October 31st. Leonard Fournette will play meaningful snaps for this team and will be a difference maker. I do not know how soon it will be, but I even think there could be a chance that he is a practice squad elevation on Sunday against sure. the Cincinnati Bengals because I, so I think in their head, 
going into the season, their plan was James Cook is 1A and Damian Harris was 1B and Latavius Murray was their depth piece. Then Damian Harris got banged up in the summer and Denver really looked the part and you didn't know what you were going to get. I do not think this is just a Damian Harris replacement. I think this is a Damian Harris replacement and it's somebody who eventually slingshots themselves past Latavius Murray because part of this too is you had chances to ice the game against the Bucs in short-yarded situations and Latavius Murray, like you talk about the play on second and goal or third and goal, whatever it was from the one, like Latavius Murray doesn't get in. And then at the end of the game where it's, third and short, and Latavius Murray does not pick it up. You're getting Leonard Fournette because you think he can pick those up, and you also know that he can contribute in the passing game. I mean, he had like 60 catches last year. Yeah, I want to point out that's going to happen, but like... Latavius Murray isn't a power back. He's a bigger guy. Damian Harris was your power back, and you lost him. Yeah, well, but he kind of had to become the power back, and it's not what he is. And that's why I think Leonard Fournette can be that guy and in those short yardage situations you know you want to protect josh you want to talk about being smarter let's say you get a first and goal at the one or the two instead of just immediately going to the quarterback sneak turn around and hand it to leonard fournette like you like that guy's chances if especially if you give him multiple chances you think that he's going to get in and i have never felt older in my life than looking up leonard fournette's age and seeing that he is 28 years old I would have, if you That's asked me, amazing. how old Leonard Fournette? Hey, hey, now, 34. I, well, how about this? If, that is wild to me. If you just randomly ask a Bills fan, who do you think is older, Leonard Fournette or Rasul Douglas? Almost all of are going to say Leonard Fournette, I would think, right? Yeah, for sure. But Leonard Fournette is the same draft class. He's 2017. He is a That's year crazy. older than Josh Allen. And I know he plays a position that age hits you a lot harder and a lot sooner than it does with a lot of other positions. But I think there's, and this is another thing too, like Leonard Fournette has accomplished a lot in this league. Leonard Fournette is not coming here to grind it out on the practice squad to get a paycheck. That's just not happening. He's coming here because the front office is telling him, like, listen, do this for a couple weeks and eventually you'll be on the roster. Like, that's just the way that I think it ultimately plays out. He will be 29 in January. He has the exact same birthday as Latavius Murray. But so only, but five years younger. So when he'll be 29 in January, Rasul Douglas will be 29 next August. So (laughs) I have a question. I have a question about Rasul Douglas. I have seen 20. He's 28 and I've seen him. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. I'm sorry that right. Because I, I thought he was 29, but now I'm reading 28. I have seen both out there and okay. I have looked it up and I've seen both in different places. So I will ask tomorrow when we get to the stadium, is he 28 right now? Or is he 29? Because right. I've seen both. I've seen both ages thrown out there. And uh, if you're keen listener to the podcast at the beginning of it, I said late twenties. Cause I was not a hundred percent sure either way. Okay. I think I he's 29. 29. I think he's 29. He was listed at 29 from what I saw. Now I'm looking at 28. So you're right. I think weird. he's 29. All right, let's figure that out. All right, uh, we got to head on out of here. We could save our Christmas music discussion for the next pod. I'd like to do that, but I would like to. The Bills list him as 29. Okay. So I think he is 29. You got to figure this out, though. This is this is key. Yeah, you know, 28, 29, and 30. Like, those are key years Mm -hmm. in a player's pro career. All right, we'll talk about Christmas music later, but 
I do want to end and tell you that this is the best Halloween theme ever. Yeah, it's it's creepy, but yeah. Right? Isn't that the best? Yeah, it's good. It's creepy, but it is good. I was going to go to bed after this, so thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you have you seen all of them? Those movies, Halloween. I've seen none of them. Why? Too scary. Told you. No, I don't. Scary movies don't bother. I'm just not a. I'm just not a huge Halloween guy. You know what? I just watched. Oh, I like you're is- not a Halloween ho- like holiday guy. That doesn't mean you can't watch the damn movies called Halloween. They're just scary movies. Like you watch, watch scary movies, don't you? Uh no, no. And also, you, you could not pay me enough money to go into one of those haunted houses that they put in like old Kmarts and stuff. Like there's, if you told me right now, $500 to walk into one of those houses, no chance. Absolutely not. That's you get scared easily. I I don't know because I've never been to one, but I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. Like none. I, I just, none of that appeals to me. Hmm. I just watched because I had never even seen it on the flight back from London to Buffalo. I had watched Hocus Pocus because every year I hear people like talk about Hocus Pocus. And I always see like the inflatables in people's front yard of the three witches. And I'm like, what is the deal with this movie? So it was like an hour and 20 minutes and I had an hour and 45 until I landed. So I was like, oh, this will fit into that window. And I wa- it's not a scary movie. It's like a cute Disney Halloween movie. But I watched that for the first time three weeks ago and i'm 30 so all of the halloween movies like you've halloween, never seen halloween, friday the 13th no, nightmare on no, the street nope none of them blair witch nope, project nope might have seen blair witch project i've seen that scared the hell out of me by the way i've seen uh paranormal activity oh, and yeah, did not i did not get the hype around that at all like i wow, remember like I- the like the scariest part of the movie was like a pan falling or something. And I'm like, what's going oh, on here? That scared the heck out of me. See, you'll be okay. Not that you wouldn't think you would be, but yeah, I see you should watch. You know what? You know what movies. I think would scare me is like hey, Jamie Lee Curtis. Hold on. Jamie Lee Curtis, young Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. Amazing. Well, you got to watch her. She's a great actress. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like kickstarted her career. You got to yeah. watch this stuff. I think of Jamie Lee Curtis and I think of Friday the 13th or freaky Friday, the Disney movie with Lindsay Lohan is what I think of. So I don't know if it's generation thing, but or it's just I, I just I don't know. No, scary movies don't do it for me. Don't care. I am not even like a huge. I love movies, but I never in my life have been like I'm gonna sit down and watch a scary movie. All right, say rabbit, rabbit when you wake up tomorrow. Yep, I will. In the meantime, hope everybody has a good Halloween. If you're listening to this late at night, don't worry. It's only Halloween, folks. Yeah. For Mike Robbie, our producer. For Matt Bove, WKBW TV, Channel 7. Who, by the way, you're going to have the game uh, Monday night in yeah. a couple weeks against the Broncos again, right? Yeah, we did the right. last one, and now we got this one coming up. So we've got All the right. weird Bengals game in the middle, but then the Broncos game will be on Channel 7 in Buffalo. All right. We got all your coverage at WGR Sports Radio 550 as well. Thanks a lot for listening, watching Cal Sports on YouTube, and also, of course, Odyssey, iTunes, Spotify. Drawing it out. It's Halloween. Have a good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 